Hello? Staffordshire Police. Welcome to The Beat Podcast. It's great to have you with us. This month, we're looking at community engagement, which is a vital part of local policing. Two-way engagement with our communities can help us to understand local issues, enabling us to work together with partners to resolve any concerns. Today, we'll be speaking to a couple of guests from our local policing teams to explore how they engage with their communities and the difference this makes. If you don't know much about your local policing teams in Staffordshire, here are a few facts to get you started. We have 10 local policing teams across the county, each of which is overseen by a local policing commander. These teams are responsible for tackling topics like antisocial behaviour, car theft and burglary. Now we've covered the background, I'm going to launch straight into it and have a chat with our first guest. We've got PCSO John Horton here from Tamworth Local Policing Team. Hi John, welcome to the podcast, it's great to catch up with you. Hello, all right? Yeah, you good? Yeah, yeah, not too bad, thanks. You work as a police community support officer. How did you get into the role and how long have you worked in Tamworth? Well, I first noticed the job advertised in the uh, the job section of the Express and Star. I mean, it, it, the jobs page is still a thing these days. It's yeah. been a very long time. <laughs> yeah. uh, and I've worked in Tamworth since day one, which is 15 years this year. Wow, that's a um, long time. So yeah, a very long time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I initially started on a, a team uh, which was funded by the local authority and the police. It was called the Community Reassurance Team. And we'd link in with youth services around youth-related antisocial behaviour from a, a problem-solving perspective using diversionary tactics, etc. It was arguably a bit easier back then. We had a wealth of like youth clubs and services and facilities available that sadly we don't have today. So today we've got you in the office, but we know that isn't where you spend the majority of the time in your role. I think our listeners would be really interested to hear a bit more about what you do in your role to engage and support your local residents. Can you give us a few examples of sort of what would be a normal day at work for you? Well, a typical typical day begins in the office as we have to check what incidents have come in overnight, emails, all that admin sort of stuff. And, uh, you know, then we'll sort of plan our day accordingly around from there. Uh, if there's a current crime trend or any antisocial behaviour hotspots, we'll try and show a visible presence in those areas if we're not already there doing house-to-house and inquiries and whatnot. Uh, on a quiet day, it's nice to get into those sort of estates and streets where we're not normally called out to, just to show a presence and say, you know, we are we are here, <laughs> you know. Uh, uh, and as, again, when it's quiet and we're not busy doing house-to-house or inquiries and stuff, it's nice to do uh, school visits and uh, community engagement events, you know, be that again in schools or um, community centres, um, residential homes, like old people's homes and that sort of stuff. There's loads of different types we do and it's it's nice to get in there and just have a chat with people, sit down, have a coffee and put the world to rights, so to speak. Yeah, yeah. It sounds very varied, so I'm guessing no two days are the same then. No, no. And, you know, you can have a day where you might have planned to, you know, have a, have a quiet day, so to speak, and you end up run run off your feet. You know, uh, and those are the days that are quite interesting because you just don't know what's coming next. <laughs> yeah, definitely very varied. Brilliant. So I suppose and thinking a bit about engagement that maybe isn't face to face, because sometimes it's not possible to speak to everyone face to face. It'd be great to hear sort of what you do to make sure that you can get in touch with all your residents, um, those that you might not see, say, if they're at work when you're on shift. Um are there any ways that you use to make sure that um, you can get in touch with more people? 
Yeah, well, I mean, I've covered my current patch for 12 years, so you build up a lot of connections uh, over time. So there's quite a large number of residents I can contact direct, you know, phone or email. So if they are at work, they pick it up eventually. Um, but for the sort of like, the wider audience, um, I'll use our digital messaging system, Smart Alert, or I'll utilise Facebook or Twitter, depending, you know, what it is we're putting out there. Um, courtesy of like local neighbourhood pages on such a like Facebook, they end up sharing our posts or our alerts, so it really broadens our reach. So, for example, if I put out one smart alert for the whole of Tamworth, I think we've got about 3,000 people signed up. Due to these community groups sharing those posts, it broadens our reach to over like the, in the tens of thousands, so it's, it's really good. I mean, a lot of the alerts I put out tend to be appeals for information or CCTV, updates from crime. Um, we do that as well on Facebook and Twitter, but I think with the social media side of it, we try and have a little bit more fun as well, you know, show, show the lighter-hearted side of policing. Um, it seems to get a better response, and then some of our more light-hearted posts have had the more um, the better interactions, the more likes and stuff like that. I think there's the one with um, we'd rescued a swan. I'd helped some children with a rope swing you got caught in the tree so I ended up climbing the tree uh, risk assessment was done and everything don't worry uh, unbeknownst to me my colleague who took a photo of it and it ended up on Facebook I probably loved it for some reasons just this random photo of me in a tree <laughs> but it went down really well and I think more recently we try and keep uh, up with trends as well and we did one for Star Wars Day which was went down an absolute storm we used lots of policey and Star Wars puns to make it fun. So it was, it was relevant to policing as well as, you know, Star Wars on May the 4th. And, uh, yeah, it went down really well. And, you know, we try and mix that in with all the serious stuff as well. And uh, I think the public kind of like that rather than it just all been doom and gloom. Yeah, it sounds great. Really good. Um, I think just for those uh, listeners that haven't heard about Smart Alert before, I mean, could you explain a little bit about what that is if they you know if you're sending out messages what would they be getting and how can they sign up so they can sign up uh, obviously via the website or their local officers can can sign them up you know it's a very simple form to fill in uh, we can do it on our mobile devices with them there and then um, and smart alert is a very simple system in regards you know us sharing messages and appealing for information with people it's you can predominantly it's via email so all you do is you'll receive an email off one of your local officers, um, either updating you with crime trends or, you know, uh, someone that's been sent to prison, example, or, as I do, like appeals for CCTV. And uh, it, 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 it's, it's great. We're getting some really good results from it uh, over in Tamworth. Can't speak for everywhere, but in Tamworth it's working. Yeah, I think the, the great thing for anyone listening is uh, it's actually free to sign up as well. So we'll, we'll give yes, you the, the details bit, for yeah, that it's yeah. free. <laughs> at the end. <laughs> um, so two-way engagement and intelligence sharing can help resolve issues raised by residents. It'd be great to hear if you've got any sort of real-life examples, ways that you've used that community engagement to resolve issues locally. Can you? Does anything come to mind that you could share? I mean, yeah, so when I do those appeals for like CCTV and uh, for information, you know, now people are sending you, because you can actually send files through as well, links to videos and images. So we're getting a lot of those come through, particularly like uh, the theft from motor vehicle overnight crime. We're getting loads of videos of those sent in via the Smart Alert system. So it helps us um, broaden 
our sort of scope in regards to inquiries and you know well, that's the same guy that's done this street this street and this street so it helps us piece things together so that's really good you know it helps us with our investigations um there's another one recently there's a nasty assault um happened in a nature reserve initially i put out very vague information via a smart alert um about the incident and i got um an offender's name put through. Eventually we put out a proper media release with a photo of the offender and then that confirmed the name I was given. Uh, but we'd already started doing a bit of digging into that person. So again, it was, we'd, we got this um, a bit of a head start thanks to this person responding to the smart alert that was sent out. And same for Facebook, really. We get a lot of um, positive feedback from the stuff we put out on there. We, yes, there's negative comments going on there as well, but you get that in all walks of life, unfortunately. But what's been great with the Facebook stuff is um, I'll go out and say if I'm dealing with a group of youths they've seen me on Facebook and we, we, we have a chat about it they'll go oh you're that guy you're the guy on Facebook and uh, straight away you know there's that normally you know that sort of shoulders back defensiveness that they can give off it, it drops straight away and we can just have a chat nice and you know it resolves a potential conflict so in that regard it's been really positive yeah yeah being able to sort of link in in person as well as digitally yeah, so yeah. i suppose that gives people more of an opportunity yeah i suppose to to reach you if they don't see you out and about there is that chance through facebook or on sort of smart alert to, to have that two-way conversation yeah definitely. definitely so we've heard a lot about what you do to reach out to residents do you link in with local businesses too and, and how do you find this differs obviously it's a bit of a different audience but they still have issues with crime so how, how would you sort of uh, link in with them yeah, definitely. I mean, fortunately for me, I, I have an area that's not got many businesses on them, or the small independent shops. Uh, so for me, I tend to just link in direct, you know, again, uh, in person, phone, or sometimes email. Uh, but I know the guys who cover the town, or those that have industrial estates on their, their areas, they do, uh, again, they do the, the personal thing, in, in you know, in person. But they do utilise like the Town Safe scheme or Business Watch, and a lot of the businesses should, I say should, should be signed up to Smart Alert. So anything that happens on those estates, we can put an alert out, and it goes through to those businesses. And again, we can get the CCTV. You know, someone might message back saying, "Oh yeah, we've got CCTV outside Unit Eight of such and such," and then we can go and investigate that, which is you know been helpful as well. And in addition to that, you know, where we do the community events at some like supermarkets for example i'll tend to link in with the local officers uh jerrypin events so we've had a load of purse thefts you know we get that like um in some like your, your sainsbury's and mns's and stuff so we'll jerry up um, a community event just to increase awareness about purse thefts and maybe have some handouts like the little purse bells or the um elasticated purse cables to hand out and they go down well and i try and get as many smart alerts on it while i'm there as well yeah Spread spread the word. Definitely. Yeah. And it's a great day to see that sort of link in with both sort of business and communities all at the same time. So everybody's yeah. kind of involved in, in helping, I suppose, to tackle the local issues. Yeah. I mean, when I do my community events on my patch, I try, I try and go for where my high footfall area is, which happens to be the shopping precinct. So I'll just uh, pitch up there with a van for a couple of hours and the shops all of it, especially like the spa, for example, because it deters shoplifting for, for a couple of hours. So they're, uh, they're more than happy for us to do that. Yeah. So as a last question, I'm going to put you on the spot now. Yeah. Um, what's the best thing you've ever been involved in with your job and why? The best thing? That's a, a fun one. As, as good it is to get involved in sort of like the nitty gritty um, 
how should we say the cool parts of policing, like the warrants and you know uh, drug raids and stuff. Um, for me, I just like the community events. Uh, it's really good. Um, just seeing like the the kids getting involved, like particularly when we you know we turn up with the van, they can try on the uniform, jump in the van, put the the blues and twos on. And it's just I don't know, I just like it. You know they, you know it, particularly some of the older kids as well. You're breaking down barriers for the younger kids. They just they just love it completely and I think it just helps build that bit of community relations as well particularly sometimes you get parents who might have otherwise been a bit anti or cautious and then you know the kids want to come over and say like, oh you've been in our school you know that kind of thing and it, again it breaks down those barriers as well and it's nice you know there's lots of sort of negativity here there and everywhere and it's nice to put a smile on a few faces so yeah that's that's the bit I love sounds fabulous and it sounds like you do really enjoy your job which is I great do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that was our last question so thanks John it's been brilliant to hear more about your role and how you're engaging with your local community if you're listening in Tamworth you might see John out and about or see his messages on Staffordshire Smart Alert so I'm sure he'd appreciate a hello when you see him next well that was a look at community engagement from a PCSO's point of view now we get a chance to see it from another viewpoint as we've got Chris Cotton coming up next to share his experience as the commander for South Staffordshire local policing team. Hi Chris, thanks for taking the time to come and chat to us about what you do. To explain for our listeners, your role oversees all the local policing team officers for your area as well as the local response team. That's quite a job. What's it like to work in local policing and how did you get into it and what do you do? Well, thank you. Uh, well, I've been involved in local policing in some way or another, probably for every rank uh, in my career, starting in the early 2000s in Birmingham uh, and now more recently in South Staffordshire. Uh, and as the local police commander, I have responsibility for the delivery of every aspect of the policing response, which includes uh, how we respond at pace to our spontaneous calls for service, right through uh, to our approach to longer term problem solving and safeguarding. It is challenging, um, but I have a great team supporting me and it really is a fantastic area of policing to be involved in. Uh, I genuinely believe the model which we recently introduced into the force puts us back to the hearts of the communities and it really has improved our accessibility and visibility into the area. Working in a senior role, some people may assume that you're quite removed from community engagement yourself, so it'd be really good to understand how you get involved and if you're able to share some examples of things that you do to get involved with the local community. Certainly. Uh, I mean, visibility, um, it is challenging uh, to, to, try, to try and uh, to, to get into the community as much as I would like. But genuinely, uh, I really believe that visibility is key to local policing. And when I arrived in uh, South Staffordshire 12 months ago, I made a, a commitment that I would be exactly that, visible and accessible. Uh, I think I'm doing well. Uh, I regularly hold community engagement events across all the parishes. Uh, this provides a, an opportunity for our co- communities to meet with me personally. Uh, and to let me know what matters to them and, and how we're doing as a local policing team and how we can improve. I also attend parish meetings uh, and several events throughout the year and I, I regularly meet with elected members of the community to discuss what matters to them and to what t- matters t- to people that they're representing. Um, I'm currently holding a series of locality forums where I sit with South Staff's local authority, uh, key members of the community across all five of our, our locality areas. And it's here that I'm held publicly to account for the delivery of local policing uh, over the preceding quarter and where we discuss our plans moving forward. Um, I do genuinely get a lot from these discussions. Uh, I learn a lot. I take a lot from from what's discussed. And it really does help me to get a true sense uh, as to how we're doing and if the activities are landing in the right way. Um, I'm really keen to 
to to get the you know the public's um, thoughts, expectations, reality testing as to how we're delivering local policing, and to learn uh, and to take things forward from there. Yeah, that sounds great. You get to set the priorities for your local policing team. How do you use that insight from and the engagement with communities to help shape the plans for your area? Um, that's a good question. And uh, well. What I don't do is assume what our communities want from their local policing team when setting the priorities. Uh, It's really important to me that our communities are involved and that they're they're consulted. Um, Clearly the local councillors have a a big part to play in this process because they are trusted by their parishes to to act on their behalf. Uh, But this doesn't take away the need to get out on the ground and to speak directly with with those that are impacted uh, in in policing of their areas. Um, there is an, an element of reviewing the crime data, the patterns, the trends, uh, looking at what's happening regionally, nationally, I suppose. Um, but it's it's really important to, to, to make sure you are speaking and engaging with the community to understand what's important. Um, I hold a number of events throughout the year. So uh, the local policing team meet the commander events, which we run through Operation Cadence, uh, are really well attended. So we try uh, and, and run four or five of those a year where we advertise um, through social media, through our parishes, and that's a great chance for, for people to come and meet meet us unannounced without a ticket, just to, to give an honest um, update as to how we're doing and to, to listen and learn from me and for me to learn from them around what's going on in the area and where we need to direct our policing. Brilliant. It sounds like you're out and about quite a lot. A very busy role, I'm sure. Um, so some issues are tackled by local policing teams, such as antisocial behaviour. They require a partnership approach to resolve. How are you working with partnership organisations to tackle issues raised by residents or businesses? And what benefits do both parties get from working together? Um, so we, we, we genuinely do have a fantastic relationship with South Staff's local authority uh, and our wider partners. And, and we meet regularly to discuss the issues that are impacting our communities. Uh, we, we probably speak on a daily basis um, and, and we you know we generally have some really good face-to-face conversations as, as the weeks and months unfold. Uh, we review and approach each issue on, on a case-by-case basis. Uh, we ensure we have the right people around the table to make that difference. Uh, I know antisocial behaviour remains a real concern in some areas, uh, specifically within uh, our areas of open parkland, which there are many in South Staffordshire. Uh, through our partnership approach, we've been able to secure public space protection orders. Uh, we've secured 10 additional CCTV cameras in the area, uh, plus a number of other target hardening measures as well. I'm really proud uh, that we probably one of the first LPTs to have our own drone, uh, which we use to great effect in capturing evidence to support positive action. Uh, we also have uh, issues concerning illegal street racing and car cruising along some of our main arterial routes uh, and we are working closely with West Midlands Police um, who have experience in tackling this type of issue and with their support uh, we are making some good progress in applying for a High Court injunction uh, which will ban this type of behaviour uh, and optimistically uh, we hope to have that injunction in place uh, within the next 12 months. Brilliant, I mean that's a really good practical demonstration there of how working together with other organisations can make a real difference. I think you know it's not something we can tackle alone really is it it's it's getting that support so i think it'd be great to understand more about how you ensure your officers reach all of your communities with key safety messages Uh, sort of from your position how do you ensure that that sort of two-way communication is actually happening on the ground so it it is a challenge uh we are working hard uh, to ensure we're communicating with our communities in the right way and um, you know, so Staffordshire isn't unique, but it is a, it is an area that covers. I think it's just over 157 square miles. It's a, 
a diverse population of over 110,000 residents, so we know uh, there isn't a single catch-all approach. So we do use a range of options, uh, such as social media, smart alerts, parish reports, uh, those face-to-face drop-in surgeries. Um, we really do welcome the community's thoughts around how we can improve our uh, communication. And, and I suppose it is an ask if, if there's somebody out there that thinks we can do better and has some ideas, please share it with us. Uh, but I would say, as a starting point, uh, I continue to encourage the signing up to Staffordshire Smart Alert. Uh, this really is a great way to keep informed about issues that are affecting your local area. Registration is free. It's quick, simple. Just search staffordshiresmartalert.co.uk. And, uh, and, and the instructions are there. And we are regularly sending messages around what's happening in the area, how to reach us. And it's a great way to let us know how we're doing as well. Brilliant. So I asked John earlier, so I don't think we can let you leave without asking the same question. What's the best thing you've ever been involved in with your job and why? Well, um, I mean, policing does afford, it just affords so many opportunities. Uh, and I've been really fortunate to have been involved in so many uh, different areas of policing during my service so it, it is difficult to to give you that one thing and um, I feel that I've still got the same energy that I had 22 years ago I do gen- genuinely uh, want to make a positive difference to the communities and those that who those who need our help and um, remain really proud to be a police officer uh, and, and I'm lucky to still be able to go out there um, and, and to play my part to make Staffordshire even safer but on a more personal level um, I suppose uh, something that's really current to me at the moment. Over the last 12 months, I've been working with the Royal Military Police to introduce the Royal Military Police External Placement Programme into Staffordshire. Uh, And hopefully, uh, within the next uh, two or three months, we'll then soon start to see Royal Military Police uh, working alongside uh, our own response officers. Uh, They'll be starting first in South Staffordshire. Uh, And this really has been a fantastic achievement for the project team and everybody that's worked together to pull this piece of work um, to, to fruition. Um, and I, I personally take great pride, as I know everybody else in Staffordshire Police does, uh, to support those that serve. And it's a real privilege to be part of the programme. Um, those I've spoken to within South Staffordshire um, share my excitement. Uh, so what's this space? Uh, it's a great project uh, and more news will follow as we get uh, closer to the live date. It sounds like a really interesting project and I think everyone will be really uh, excited to see when that happens. So that's it really. Thanks Chris. It was great to catch up with you and to hear what you're doing in South Staffordshire to help your local communities. Well that brings us to the end of today's podcast. I hope you enjoyed it and if you want to keep up to date with your local officers make sure you're following them on Staffordshire Smart Alerts. As John and Chris mentioned you can sign up for free at www.staffordshiresmartalert.co.uk. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to The Beat Podcast, produced by Staffordshire Police. To learn more about the topics discussed in this podcast, including sources of information, help and support, please visit the Staffordshire Police website. If you'd like to get involved or have any questions, you can get in touch with us by emailing thebeatpodcast at staffordshire.police.uk. Please remember that this is not a suitable place to report information about crime or safety concerns. You can do that by calling 101 or reporting via our website.